This is straight, straight, straight out of Crumpton with your host, Greg Crumpton. All right, welcome back to Straight Out of Crumpton. We are pumped to have you along with us today. I'm Tyler Kern, and joining me as always is the man himself, Greg Crumpton. Greg, good to talk to you, man. Tyler, today is such a great day. I'm, I'm looking out my window and uh, blue sky, 85 degrees, and it's what mid June, right? So we're uh, just loving life. Uh, looking looking forward to to today. Uh, long time longtime friend and, and business associate uh joining us who is you know other than his weird accent i think he's a great guy <laughs> but he's from, he's from rhode island so what do you do you know you can't you can't fault him for uh for that i suppose you know you're a product of your environment i guess <laughs> hey, forget about it say so. And joining us today here on the show, I'm excited to welcome our guest, Jason Ames. He is an enterprise services account manager at Schneider Electric. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm pumped about this. Greg, you seem excited. Yeah. You know, Jason and I, and we we were just talking, you know, in, in the preamble here, I think it's been 12 years, somewhere in that ballpark. And uh, Jason was the account manager that took care of the Carolinas. And when I owned a, a mechanical company, uh, we were a partner for uh, APC, which is American Power Conversion, which was bought by Schneider Electric. And throughout that um, period, APC you know, kind of merged into Schneider and Jason became our guy. And we just had a freaking ball and we, we did some really cool stuff. Jason, we're... Were you here for the paintball tournament? Um, no, I I missed that one. But okay, uh, we, yeah. So I I couldn't remember because we did this fun paintball tournament with a bunch of APC people, and we were shooting them in the head. I mean, in the in we were shooting them with uh paintballs, but we had a ball. But that was during that same period, and you know, you you had such a good team, and we were rocking and rolling. You know, we were doing all that. Uh, cool VA work and then we were doing stuff for you on the commercial side. So welcome. Glad you're here. Can't believe it's been 12 years. Right. Yeah. I know one of the best events we did was uh, at the um, Charlotte Motor Speedway where we had some customers, we had the big tents and we had some great times down there for sure. And uh, been trying to pronounce my R's ever since. Well, I was, I was not going to bring up that particular day. But since you did, it was a, a bust. It was a, it was a little bit of a bust. We had customers. I was the only one who got customers, if you recall. I do so recall. Was... And I do recall everybody had a 100% ball. So Right. Yeah, it was good. Glad you're, uh, glad you're taking time to join us. You're up in New Hampshire today doing a little traveling. Uh, we're, we're a little before, and a lot of people hate to do this for podcasts, but I don't really give a shit, so I do it. But... Um, I date them, you know, like if we're in COVID or what have you. But today uh, you're up visiting your your dad, which I, I so honor and appreciate because I, I, I've lost my dad. And um, just taking time to, to celebrate your time with him, you know, the, the day or two before Father's Day. So proud, proud for you uh, to be able to do that. So I hope yeah. you enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'm sure he looks at you and goes, you know, what the hell happened? But you know, it, it all works out. 
yeah it's it's a balmy almost 90 degrees up here so we're probably gonna be heading down the lake for a little swim after this so it's uh summer is summer's kicking in pretty good this year despite everything else going on it's been pretty good weather the last month so we'll take it all right so before you go for your uh cool water dip at the lake let's make you earn your keep so tell us what you do for schneider and and how you have morphed into this role and uh you know it, it and we talked we talked earlier, but you know our our focus here is to talk about how our relationships and people we meet throughout our life and and people we work with and how how do those things perpetuate? You know, I mean, if you cut it down to the to the quick, how does that perpetuate your income and your livelihood? And I don't mean that in like what can you do for me lately kind of way, but how, how do you go about your business? And, uh, you know, you, you said you listened to the straight out of Crumpton podcast. So thank you for doing that. But when you hear the podcast and then when you reflect back, like, all right, I get that or that connects. I mean, what does that look like for you? Big picture. How, how do, how does what we're doing? What do we do that speaks to you? Like, okay, I get what they're talking about. And then B, how do you envelop your relationships to help your business go forward? And and I know that's a lot, and I'll shut up. Sure. No, it's good. Um, you know, uh, a couple of them, uh, one of the last ones, it was one of our um, partners that uh, I've worked with for years. When I was originally, when we met, I was in the new hardware solution side of the business. And so it's soup to nuts. You're pretty much doing everything in the data center, right? Um, and, you know, hearing how you've had to, you know, um, make an effort to keep those relationships over time, uh, whether or not it benefits you or not, I think is valuable, like the old APC world of all of our partners and relationships. Um, so, I mean, everything I've learned in all the different roles I've, I've held in the last 22 years, it's kind of helped me grow. And then coming into the last few months, you know, with COVID and everything, I think it was I, what made my wheels started turning was kind of like, all right, how are we keeping relationships going when you can't see people? That's why I reached out to you. And I was like, are you going to talk about that aspect? Because it's really been making me think a lot about how, how to do it. Right. So figured I'd come in. Are you talking about the one we did with uh, Todd? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Todd yeah. from, um, I forgot, is it lead or LED? Yeah, Todd LED, yeah. 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 I've known Todd for years. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Well, thank you for listening to that. He, you know, that, that Todd and I go back uh, down there as far as you and I do. Um, and it, that was a really fun one because we got to talk about Jay, his dad, and how that, how their work goes in hand in hand. And here we are at Father's Day. So, right, very, right. Very a timely observation for you. So, all right, keep rolling, brother. Sorry. Yeah, so I mean, um, so everything that I established over those years working with you and, and Airtight back in the heydays, um, and moving it, and the role I'm in now is is purely services, but it's it's um, more or less uh, modernization of you know customers' equipment, whether it's switch gear, cooling, power, whatever. Um, being that now that I'm in services only, I, I'm responsible for all Schneider businesses. So whether it's Square D or 
power logic building monitoring all the way down to the UPS stuff. Um, I'm kind of doing everything and I've taken everything that I've learned throughout the years and kind of applied it. And now that um, I'm national, I, I run into everybody that I ran into before that. And a lot of people have changed and, you know, buildings, you know, uh, companies acquired or, you know, people change companies, but the network that we've kind of created over the last, you know, 20 years, it's been pretty impeccable. And every once in a while it's valuable, but I think the friendships are always the best. Um, you know what I mean? But you know what, Jason, I, I think about this because, you know, I mean, my bread and butter has been mechanical service and over the years, you know, I've had the opportunity to talk, recruit, educate, train, and I hope mentor a lot of young people that are going through the mechanical industry and, and, and trying to find their place. And, you know, people like like you and I have done, we, we change companies periodically. But I always told them, you know, if you, if you look at your uniform, the name on your right chest is embroidered and it says jason the the one on your left chest is a patch that says mge or schneider or apc it's replaceable because it's sewn onto the fabric your name is embroidered into it so when people look at you they don't see the company brand they don't give a shit most of the time. They don't care what color shirt you wear. If you work for Vertiv or you work for Eaton, they don't care. They know and and come to depend on. And, and we, it's so funny because every every freaking podcast we talk about this. When they trust when they trust you, and they extend that trust over and say, Jason, when people trust you and they say. Jason, I don't care what color shirt you wear, as long as you've got me. Um, I've tried to, I've tried to really, like, drive that home to people that it's about you and it's about how well you care for that customer, um, as opposed to what what brand or what color shirt you're wearing, because they don't, they don't really care. They just want to be able to know that, and this is my mechanical. Uh, brain thinking but at 2 a.m on sunday morning if they have a problem in their data center and they call jason ames can they go back to sleep knowing that jason's got it and if they if they can't then jason or greg or whomever hasn't done enough but if they roll back over and the wife said who the hell is calling you at two o'clock in the morning and they say i got it and they go back to sleep, that's when we've done our job. Anything short of that is our metric to get better. Like, what can I do? And, 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 and you know, there's always extenuating circumstances of Google says, no, I don't give a shit who's got the problem. You got to go meet them. I mean, I get all that. But in the, in the general sense, if they could feel comfortable that you have their problem, and you assume their problem like it's your problem, and they go back, uh, roll back over and go to sleep, then you've done your job regardless of whether you're wearing a green shirt, red shirt, blue shirt. 
I agree hundred percent. I mean, that's, that's kind of, it's your brand, right? I mean, you are your brand and that's, you know, that's what brings home the bacon at the end of the day, I think, you know, but it's, it's our livelihood, but it's also just who you are. Well, we always talk about, um, you know, our, our jobs or our career, but the, the businesses that you and I are involved in, um, that's a lifestyle and you don't just cut your phone off and go to Bimini for two weeks and not ensure your customers are cared for. You know, you may be slipping into the bathroom looking at it so your wife doesn't get pissed. <laughs> but yeah. the, the the point is you're going to ensure that there's continuity and that customer care. Now, you'll have somebody covering your email and, hey, I'm out of the office, yada, yada, yada. But if, if you know, Cheryl from XYZ calls and you know she needs help, you're going to make sure she's got help because that's what we do. Um and, Absolutely. And and that's the trust, you know, like Cheryl didn't give a shit you're on vacation. She's got a major freaking problem. And she wouldn't be calling if she didn't. She's not calling to check your pulse and, you know, see how the recital went at the at the at the Catholic school last night. She's calling because she needs you. And um so many people I feel like forget that because yesterday is funny this 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 is like real life so i'm i'm driving yesterday from uh fort lauderdale back to charlotte i had some business down there so yesterday i come home and you know you've, you've got god knows 11 and a half hours to a stare at the windshield and think about life and then b like do 19 phone calls and it's just amazing that when you think about those calls coming in, it didn't matter. And, and this is the brilliance of technology and availability. It doesn't matter where I was. It was about being available. You're on a call. You see that number come up. Oh, shit, it's Jason Ames. All right. I have to then decide, all right, I got I, I to gotta cut this call short because Jason's not calling me to ask me, you know, who, who won the Powerball yesterday. He needs help. And um, I just, uh, I like that tension and I like being able to perform at a level and, and delivering a service at a level that I want to be served at. And that's so damn pretentious sounding but I don't mean it that way. What I, what my point to convey is I'm willing to give all and I wish that everyone was willing to give all, but that sounds really bad, but that's how I feel. And, and that just comes down to having a servant mentality, I think, which my customers that are 20, 30 year customers now in my life, and have become my friends know that. You know, I get a yet yesterday, prime example, I I get a call from an ex employee of, of Service Logic, a service logic company. He says, Hey, I need a little help. Could you connect me with 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 Joe that works for ABC company? We have an opportunity I think would be good for them. So I forward that message to Joe at ABC. 
Joe says, absolutely. It's a little bit out of my wheelhouse now, but I will make sure that, that Bob, your guy gets connected. By the way, look at the puppy we just adopted. And he attaches a freaking picture of a puppy because he knows my wife and I are traveling together and she's in rescue and we're both dog people. So yes, we got over the hurdle of business and he agreed to help, but then it goes right back to what our core values are, which are we're friends and he knows we're dog people. So I just thought that was such a unique and, and, and genuine moment that, uh, that's what perpetuates my business. Yeah, you know, uh, part of what I was thinking about listening to a couple of the last podcasts was how do you keep those relationships going during the pandemic, right? And the fact that, you know, yeah, you've got good customers and, you know, we've been serving them for a long time. I mean, in this role, it's been seven years, right? And so um, one of the things that kind of changed a little bit because you have to change is how do you stay in touch? Uh, and cause you're not seeing them, you're not taking them out to lunch. So I started doing, uh, virtual happy hours with my customers and I met their wife. I've met their kids. I met their dogs. Like it's actually enhanced the relationship throughout all this, which is kind of interesting, you know, but, uh, I think it's, it's been the only thing we could do to really keep that stuff going because you can't go, I can't go down to New York and have a dinner or a lunch or any of that stuff, uh, for a while. So. It's it's been it's been interesting. That's a really good point, Jason. Because you know, all of our relationships go through these stages where you know you you let, let's say you go to to a company and you meet a, a lady or you meet a guy first time, and there's that okay, I'm here to sell you something, and they may or may not be ready to buy, and then through follow up or or whatever, you eventually you know you you effect some commerce back and forth and then if, if we all do our jobs well it goes good um, or it goes well and um, then you're like okay what's next and you then you do a more a couple more transactional things and and those are pretty vanilla you know here's your po here's your your service order whatever you know all the transactional crap you go through but the the key, and, and you've always done this so well, is the follow-up. And it's that four days or six days or whatever the magic number is after the work is effected. That follow-up, you say, hey, um, you know, Cheryl, is everything good? And if you take the time, and, and, and this is me talking, if I've taken the time in the past to do that, it's always enhanced the relationship versus us. Like, so I go to the, uh, today I was out and about running some errands. I go to, to the gas station and I pump, you know, $35 worth of fuel in the, in the truck. You know, I pay, I get my receipt. I get back in the truck. I'm not expecting a follow up. You know, nobody's from, you know, Sam's, uh, Exxon's going to call and say, Hey, how was that? How was that fuel holding up for you? But once we get out of that, 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 you know, 
B to C relationship and we go more C to C um, where you are the face of the company, that personal follow-up is so valuable. Even if you screw up, if you're willing to stand there and take it like a, a boy or like a lady and you, you take your lashes, but you fixed it, you're still in good graces. Oh, well, we took a lot of lashes when I was working in the Carolinas with some certain customers in certain hospitals that didn't like things. And uh, getting through those times together, I think, made us stronger and made us better uh, as just general service folk or account managers, whatever you want to call us, because we've kind of done the same thing in different capacities, right? And uh, there's always those tough times and getting through those with with the proper partners and everyone that we worked with back in the day that we still know today, right, um, has definitely helped us out. Yeah, I, 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 for, I forgot who I was having a talk with maybe last year. And we were talking about customer rapport and, and trust and, and all that good stuff that we like to talk about. And I swear to God, which I don't do often because he's a good guy, um, but at the end of the day, I think I've had a better, longer lasting and deeper rapport with people who I totally screwed stuff up for and then fixed as opposed to people who I did a miraculous job for and never had an issue with because I didn't get to demonstrate my commitment to the people that the jobs went perfectly for. They signed up for X. We delivered X plus we invoice them. They paid the bill. We collected. Everybody's happy. Okay, that's scenario A. Scenario B is we agree to do the work. We totally dork it up in some fashion. We, we ordered the wrong part. The crane didn't show up. The electrician didn't show up. The OEM provided the wrong motor in the unit, whatever. But how do you handle that? diverse situation and how quickly do you handle it and how this is a key for me is how well do you articulate and communicate the problem and then the solution so that they're in the loop the whole way and then you solve the problem monday morning comes around and you're still up and running like you committed to i swear those relationships are better and deeper not better they're deeper because you've been through the shit with each other, you know, and I always think about Kevin Burke and, and Jeff Ashenbrenner. We were doing a job up in Raleigh uh, or Durham, maybe um, a weekend shut down, yada, yada, yada. The electrician uh, was supposed to terminate. The customer was supposed to pull the cable. Well, the cable never got pulled. So Kevin, Jeff and I were pulling cable at 3 a.m. Saturday morning to make this job happen. That particular customer was so thrilled that we covered his keister and didn't expose his deficiency to his boss that our relationship with that guy 
was like bulletproof for a long time because we did our part plus we did whatever was needed to make Monday morning happen. And you you just can't replace that. And the other piece of that, Jason, I and, and I know you're like this, if you're not there, it's hard to get that. You you know, FaceTime, hotel time, hotel bar time, all that crap that goes into relationships is so much deeper than exchanging POs over email. I agree 100%. I mean, I, I think I remember that scenario. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think it was my customer, but I think I remember that scenario. And uh, and I was stuck up in Rhode Island going, oh, man, I wish I was down there because I would only go down there, you know, a couple times a quarter. Right, look, it was um, your customer and would bail your butt out. It was. You did, and I, I, I'm forever in debt to you guys for that. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, and I, I hear that from Mr. Burke every time I'm at his barbecue, which uh, hopefully we'll uh, hit it up this this year. I think he moved it to what does he so call maybe, that thing? Maybe we can meet up. The swine, something. It's the, the quasi swine, and every year there's a different theme. <laughs> Every year is a different theme, yeah. So, and that's a great you talk about networking. I mean, we get so many people together from, you know, 20, 30 years of experience and friendships. And uh, he cooks way too much pig, but it's fantastic. Jason, those freaking barbecues that Kevin has are, are so funny. And I just think that, you know, to your point, that, that shows that Kevin, who's a mutual friend of ours for many, many years, Kevin Burke, I'll give him a prop. Um, it just shows the value of friendships and network and how we all stay in the same circle. So, so Tyler, yeah, God, you've been quiet today. I'm, I'm so scared. I'm like, no, maybe I, hit I have pause been, or mute or something. Been, been soaking it in. No, so one of the things that that I wonder is that I. I view what what you guys do, um, just in terms of how you build and maintain relationships as as really positive and good business practices, you know, just building relationships, making sure people feel taken care of and things like that, I, I think are, are obviously incredible. And, and the, the testament is just to how much success you guys have had um, just in your careers. But so one of the things I've been thinking about during this, you know, during coronavirus and that sort of thing is a lot of people are, I guess a little concerned that that business becomes this all digital thing now, you know, where you never actually go to trade shows and shake hands with people. You never have the hotel bar experience anymore. And it's just all Zoom calls. Um, do you, I guess my question, like, do you see that that happening? And if and if it I suppose that. My, my my bigger concern is that if that does happen, how does that affect business and whatnot? And do you see that happening at all? Jason, let me, let me take a first crack at this because I was actually thinking sure. about it this morning. Uh, a, a friend of mine who, who I work with, Scott Myers, uh, sent me a note yesterday and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to the show. And this is one of our industry trade shows, the 7 by 24, which is a great organization, 7by24.org. Um, it's about uh, data center people, infrastructure, compute, and, and but mostly infrastructure, the people who make the power and the and the pipe and the ping, the three P's as we call it. So power, 
uh, obviously electricity, the ping, which is the network, and then the piping, which is the mechanical. Um, and so I'm, I was driving back yesterday thinking like, all right, how does, how the heck is that going to look? So what I kind of came up with in, in my own, you know, windshield experience, I think you're going to have two types of people. Um, Tyler, I think you're going to have people who go to trade shows and who, uh, you know, God knows, uh, hopefully practice proper hygiene and sanitation and, and social, or, uh, you know what, uh, and Abby Ferry is a young lady who I, I knew in Minnesota, a safety professional. She said, screw the word social distancing. It should be physical distancing. So I'm going, for Abby's sake, I'm going with physical distancing because it's a different word. You know, you don't have to be a dick and hide behind your mask. You can be really nice six feet away. Uh, so I'm going to go with Abby Ferry and I'm going to go with physical distancing at trade shows. I think you're going to have two people, two, two bodies of people, one that go and, and use common sense and apply what they feel like are best practices. And, and I think organizations are going to dictate that, whether it be a presidential rally. And, and I know we've got that thing coming in Oklahoma uh, shortly, the next few days. So I'm going to be really interested to see how that goes from a, from a uh, physical distancing way. Um, and then you've got other people who are like, screw it. It's not worth it. I'm not going. Um, and I see those same people at, at Publix or Whole Foods. Um, you kind of look at people and watch people and I feel like you can read where they are on that, on that linear scale of zero, meaning I'm naked and I'm running through here spewing mucus all the way to a 10 where people are walking around in a Tyvek suit, um, so you can kind of, you know, you look at people. Most people are, are either a four or five or six. They're they're trying to use common sense, but they're not going overboard. But, you know, you have all different kinds, especially at Whole Foods, because that's where um, weirdos like me go. But anyway, um, I, I think that's how trade shows are going to go in the future, you know, to your point of they're going to be smaller. There's going to be more tent type environments and less booth type environments probably where people are more isolated and if you want to go into the you know hell the the apc schneider tent or area then you're scanned and you know you you make sure you're not hot and you go in and then if you want to go into the you know nipidenso tent then you get scanned and, you know, I think there's just going to be much more compartmentalization. That's how I view it anyway. Do you view that that would be a hindrance on just, you know, you guys liking to, you know, shake hands with people, see people face to face, that, that sort of thing? Interesting topic. You know, I was in Florida this week and uh, doing some business and I went to a church and one of our companies that Service Logic owns is down there called Airstron. It's like the word Airstrong, but without the G. Great group of people, just super professional at what they do. 
So I took them over to this church that, that my cousin takes her kid to for day, daycare um, to introduce them for a particular business idea. And um, I w- it was amazing when, when we went into the conference room and there was eight people in that conference room. And there were eight different iterations of personal hygiene and or, you know, PPE level or protectionism or whatever you want to call it from full on face mask, gloves, glasses, you know, everything down to one dude sitting there and nothing. Um, So I think it's really going to be a uh, it's going to come down to, to people's choice Obviously, that's what our country's founded on. And then the degree of social awareness they have and or the social grace or care they have. So, you know, the freedom is to do what you want to do, which we all live by. We support as, as most of us do as, as Americans. Uh, the, the requirement, either you're going to hit it or you're not. And then the the social grace of, you know what, I normally wouldn't wear a mask, but I'm going to be around eight people. Do I wear a mask? And then when you walk in, what do you do? You know, you look at each other under a mask and you're looking at each other's eyes. I feel like freaking John Dillinger. You know, I'm trying to read people's eyes like a card shark. But some people did the elbow bump. Some people, you know, did the the yoga bow, you know, hands in front, like, hey, how you doing kind of deal. But um, it was really, uh, and that was the biggest group I've been in, um, you know, since February. And um, it was really cool to see the different levels of participation, I guess is the right word, of how people were adapting and adhering to not only the local code or law or or, or or suggestions, but, you know, you get into a lot of personal, uh, like, self-discipline issues. Like, what what is that person, the, the maintenance dude sitting there with no mask and no glasses, no nothing? And then, you know, the lady in the corner that looked like she just got off the damn Apollo 3. So interesting. Yeah, uh, I think there's there's like that level that you gauge, you know, uh, from from one to ten, right? Um, it all depends on who the person is and how much how much fear they let take over them. Like watching the news all the time, and I think um, somewhere in the middle, I think is where we all should be, and just be cautious. I like the physical distancing, not social, because you're still going to be social where. We're social creatures at, at, at heart, right? I mean, you can't, you know, be locked down for the amount of time we have, even though we have. But now that we're getting out there again, I think it'll just be different. I don't think we'll ever exactly go back to how it was. It would probably be a while, but I think it's uh, everyone's going to have all different levels from customers to partners to even family members. I've, I saw I saw my sister for the first time in three months. She's got a, you know, she's got a son going through some chemo, so it's understandable. And there's, you know, there's just levels of people in their experience. So it's, uh, you know, 
everyone's going to be at, at a different point and you just get to somehow meet in the middle in order to keep business going, keep relationships going and you can't stop, you know? No, that's, that's well said, Jason. And, um, you know, back to the, to the point of what we're doing here, we're talking about relationships and, um, we're always going to figure it out. The people who understand and value relations are going to figure it out. And that may be you, Jason, sending me an edible arrangement with a freaking walkie-talkie in it so we can communicate or some means that is more than transactional. You know, who, who the hell knows what that means later? But right now it means we got to do whatever is required um, to keep that going, you know. That's a phone call. You know, yesterday I texted a guy. I said, hey, I want to talk to you, and I don't want to text you. So when you get free, call me. And he called me, and I was driving back, and I had plenty of time. And um, he's like, man, that's so cool. I'm so glad you said that because I'm, I'm worn out from texting. And I think we forget that our, you know, iPhones and Samsung devices are capable of, of two-way communication. Um with an amplifier and a receiver, we can talk to people. It's not just a digital uh, communication of OMG or, you know, whatever. But Right, exactly. So I think it's up to it's incumbent upon us to keep it alive. And, um, you know, Jason, I, I, I know you will. So I know we're coming up on it, Tyler. It's uh, God knows these things go so fast. We, we should do like, uh, if you're up for this, Tyler, let's do a 12-hour podcast next time. <laughs> we'll just do a uh, let's do a straight out of Crumpton summit, marathon, you know, where baby marathon. Yeah, yeah hey, exactly. Funny thing, yesterday I was telling you I was driving back. I went to this little gas station somewhere off I-95 in South Georgia, between uh, between like Jacksonville and Savannah. And I, I go in, I was getting a, a water and a jerky because my wife hates jerky, but I eat it because she thinks it stinks. But It does stink, but it's good. So I was having some turkey jerky, you know, trying to be healthy. And um, so I go in and there's a shirt hanging behind the register that said straight out of quarantine. And <laughs> Tyler Tyler and his, and his uh, team over there, Matt, uh, Moss and, and, and crew over at a market scale where Tyler works and, and who supports us on the podcast sent me a straight out of Crumpton t-shirt. And uh, I thought, now how cool is that? Straight out of quarantine. But it, uh, I didn't buy it because, you know, my wife hates me buying more t-shirts. But anyway, Jason, <laughs> uh, you've been, a, a, as always, a, a good friend, first of all and a great guest and would love your insight. Uh, keep digging on it, man. We're, we're, we can't give up. We just got to be strong. I agree. Hey, hundred percent. Uh, pleasure's all mine. And, uh, next time, uh, my company lets me fly out of Dodge and see some customers, which hopefully is this summer or fall. I will, uh, hit you up and we'll get together when I'm down there for Kevin's barbecue, August. 15. Listen, all I'm saying is I've been, I have driven to Fort Lauderdale. I've driven to uh, Louisville and I've driven to Pittsburgh. So don't give me any crap. You can get here. <laughs> I can drive. I hear all right. you. All right, Tyler, swing it get to the, the house, brother. 
Well, Jason, thank you once again for joining us here on this episode of Straight Out of Crumpton. And, uh, you know, uh, of course, if, if you've been listening along, you know we've done uh, a bunch of these and we're going to keep doing them. So make sure you subscribe uh, either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you can get the latest episodes or just bookmark that uh, that gregcrumpton.com page and uh, make sure that you can get all of the podcasts right there. And uh, stay tuned uh, for everything that we have going on. But until then, uh, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. For Greg Crumpton and Jason Ames, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.